As we work each day of our lives to grow in our spirituality, the church calls us to look inwardly in many ways. It asks us to look at those things that we have done or not have done that have held us back from being truly who we are called to be. The church calls this an examination of conscience, to look at us from the interior perspective so that we can understand why is it that we live outwardly the way in which we do. And in Jesus, speaking in the gospel reading today, he asked the question, Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? It's a very striking question because the reason why he is asking it to his disciples is not to elicit an answer, but rather to elicit a beginning of a thought. When the disciples hear this, they question whether or not they are that blind person. And in many ways, we are, are we not? We go throughout our days living our lives, but we are so blinded by many things. It can be anything. It could be our jobs. Perhaps we are so blinded by our jobs that we fail to see what is most necessary for our family. It could be our friends, our significant others. It could be anything. It could be money. Anything can blind us from the reality of what God is calling us to. And so he cautions us. Look. See. Respond. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? That's very striking as well, is it not? Jesus is reminding us that before we are called to correct another, we are called again to look interiorly at ourselves and see where our own faults lie. For otherwise, we would be called a hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your own eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. I think each of us struggle with this. As we look at our families, friends, society, whatever it may be, as we perceive our own righteousness and looking at someone else's unrighteousness, we fail to remember that we are the ones who need healing, that we are the ones called by God to receive mercy. Some of us do recognize that. And it may be in different circumstances or situations. But all of us, in many ways, fail in many other circumstances or situations to realize that perhaps we are the ones who need guidance, that we are the ones who need correction. And in the first reading today from the book of Sirach, very wise, he says... As the test of what the potter molds is in the furnace, so in tribulation is the test of the just. It's a reminder to us that when we are put in a particular circumstance or situation that we struggle with or perhaps are shaken up, that our reaction to that circumstance or situation indeed is the ultimate test. 
Because in those times we allow anger and frustration into our hearts. And so often as human beings in a fallen world, we fall into that anger, that frustration. We react to that anger and frustration. And as such, we can no longer see the wooden beam in our own eye. We project our own faults and failures on the other. And so perhaps recognizing this could lead us into a sense of failure, to a sense of inability to respond truly to the call of God. And we may ask ourselves the questions, how is it then that if I fail into, fall into this day after day, week after week, refusing to accept my own faults, how can I truly live God's call for me? St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he gives us the answer. When this which is corruptible clothes itself with incorruptibility, and this which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, then the word that is written shall come about. So what does that mean? It first means to recognize that we as human beings are corruptible, that we are mortal, and as such, we are not called simply to react, to respond on our own. In our baptism, we are brought into the family of Jesus Christ. We become a witness to Christ in our confirmation. We are given the aid, the mercy, the grace, whatever it may be that God desires to give to us to live out this true call of a Christian. To not only to respond, to teach, to preach, but to allow what we teach, what we preach, what we believe to be true, to confirm our own hearts. We are called, as they say, to take off the old man and put on Jesus Christ. To allow the teachings of the church to truly change us from the inside out. It is possible. We just simply have to be willing to do it. We have to be willing to die to ourselves so that we may live for Christ. And for many of us, that is very difficult to do because we don't know what it will look like on the other end. And so we permit fear to stop us, to stunt our growth as a Christian. But we are called today and every day to rise above that. My brothers and sisters, as we prepare to enter the season of Lent, we are called to reflect on our own lives. We are called to reflect on how we have taken the gospel that we have heard and put it into action. Those times that we have failed to live out the Christian virtues. And how is it that we can overcome this in the future? So that as a people of faith, We can look at this corruptibility, we can look at this mortality, and we can say, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are made Christians 
to teach, to preach, to love, to forgive. Be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Ultimately, that the life that God calls us to live is hard but worth it. And so we simply must be willing to respond to him, to be willing to lay down our lives for him. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting?